drama is created through conflict. If there's no conflict, there's no drama. If there's no drama, there's no story. When you watch a movie, usually a story has three components that can make the story something better, something that people can relate to, something that people can identify with. According to storytelling experts, there are three things that make a story. There is the thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis. All right? So if you take a movie like Star Wars, what is the thesis, right? Well, the thesis is that people want to live in peace in the galaxy. They want to live in democracy. What is the antithesis? The empire. The empire is taking over the galaxy. They are enslaving people, exploiting resources, and causing all kinds of trouble in the galaxy. So the antithesis of, you know, people wanting to live in democracy and wanting to become better and thriving in their lives through peace and prosperity clashes with the empire's idea of the world, which they think, you know, they have to submit the galaxy to their control, right? So the antithesis and the thesis clash. And when they clash, they create something called the thesis, which is the result of the story, right? And basically, this is the climax moment of the of the film when good and evil clash, when Luke fights Darth Vader, right? That's the climax of the film, when the thesis and the antithesis clash and create the things, the synthesis. Like I said before, without drama, without conflict, there's no story. The story is quite bland, and this translates to branding. From what I've seen, usually in Japan, we tend to brand by formula, right? It always starts with the product, okay? There's room for this product in the market, cool. I can create this product, okay? And then based on the product, I'm gonna create a brand. And then I'm gonna decide the colors, the name, and this brand's purpose is to try to communicate the good things about the product to the consumer and then the consumer will buy it always based by formula and you know besides that there's other strategies like uh, appealing to authority in the sense that when sony or panasonic wants to launch a new tv they have ayase haruka selling the tv to you right or when they have a new film coming out and they want to localize it in Japan, basically they grab a celebrity that may or may not have anything to do with the film. Um, and then that person helps the company promote the film in Japan. And that's the way it goes. There's a, a certain formula of branding, not only in Japan, all over the world as well. But since my channel focuses in Japan, I would love to talk about what I've seen in Japan. The interesting thing or the phenomenon that I'm that I'm seeing is 
you know, of the five years that I've lived in Japan is that even though consumers love products created in Japan and they're nationalistic, they're like, yo, this was made in Japan. I'm proud of it. That's perfect. But they usually go to foreign brands such as the iPhone instead of a Toshiba phone or a Sony Xperia or they'll buy Nike shoes or New Balance or Adidas instead of Asics and Mizuno and Onitsuka Tiger, right? And I'm like, why is that? that that's quite interesting. And it all goes to the brand because usually these American or Western brands have a better understanding of using the brand to create an avatar, an identity to which consumers can relate to, they project their desires into that brand, and then they become part of the, the, how do you say, of advocates of the brand, of evangelists, if you may. But when you brand, so like I said before, let's go back to the beginning, without conflict, there's no drama, right? Perfect. And when you brand something people like simon cynic i hope i'm saying his name correctly uh, people like simon cynic would be like well before you start a business you need a why so you gotta stand um for this you know you gotta so if you, if you create a company i create a company because i want to make this this industry more uh user friendly or I want to make this more uh, whatever whatever it is, right? They say that when you brand, you have to stand for something. And I agree, we definitely have to stand for something. That's the thesis, right? But at the same time, something that a lot of people don't talk about is that we need to have an antithesis, which means we need to have something we stand against. So that our values can be clear. We stand for this as a company, as a brand, and we stand against this. This is called the contrarian rule. The contrarian rule of branding, right? And when I talk to my clients or when I talk to uh, people that I'm helping with marketing, I usually ask them, what bullshit rule would you like to break in the world? You have this product and you want to do this. That's perfect. But what are you standing against? What is it that, that you want to abolish in the world? And I think it's interesting to look at it from that perspective. I'm going to give you one, an international example. And then I'm going to give you a more local example with a brand that I work with for around two years, right? The first example is with Apple. Now, when you think back to the late 1970s, early 1980s, and you think about computers, computers were not really user-friendly. They were huge, they were very complex, and only a certain amount of people used them. They were not, um, how would you say? They were not available to the public the way that they are in 2021. 
in this day and age. And then people like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, they saw companies like IBM and they thought, well, IBM is this huge corporation that does everything very complex and difficult to understand. And it's almost like this big brother-esque type of corporation, right? Like your typical Japanese huge corporation, right? And then as a rebel, both rebels, like Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs, and other people, they they started to position themselves against the frustration and the complexity and the anti-user that IVM provided to the world. And based on that, they created their brand. Of course, Apple stood for, you know, art and, you know, design and more user-friendly, whatever, whatever. That's perfect. That's their thesis. But they also needed an antithesis, uh, antithesis. They also needed a contrast for them to position themselves in the market to attract people. So like I said before in my, in my uh, I think it was in episode three, adversity helps people become stronger and this adversity towards the brand makes your brand better because it creates a contrast if your competitor is complex not really user friendly and very expensive you can turn that around and become their antithesis that word is hard to say (laughs) antithesis right and between those things you create the thesis and then the market decides which one they prefer. So if you watch the commercial 1984 by Apple, they are crystallizing that frustration and that contrarian rule into a commercial. You have this big brother 1984 type of scenario of a guy talking in a screen, kind of like a dictator. And then you have this woman running with a hammer, trying to liberate everyone. Then she throws the hammer, destroys the screen, and then boom, Macintosh, Apple 84, 1984, whatever. This is how they crystallize your contrarian rule, right? Again, it's important to have some type of thing you want to destroy. While creating, you also have to destroy something. That's where the contrarian rule comes in. When I was working with one of my first clients, which was um, OneCoin English in Japan, we started as a newcomer. So the Eikaiwa world in Japan, there's usually, there's many Eikaiwas. There's your typical like mom and pops Eikaiwa in like your Inaka. There's also your foreign owned Eikaiwas. And then you have these big corporations, right? Like Giaba, like ECC, like Eon, and so on and so on and so on. All those Eikaiwas, right? And those Eikaiwas and like, uh, what is it? Nova. So those Eikaiwas were the thesis, right? So when you went to those Eikaiwas or when you apply as a foreigner to work in those Eikaiwas as a teacher, there were certain prerequisites in the sense that 
you had to wear a suit you had to be a native english speaker so let's say english is not your first language but you speak it perfectly because you're not from an english speaking country they would not look at your application right the you had to wear a suit the treatment with the students was very business like um and the product and service that they provide was very corporate so of course when you are very corporate and very business oriented i'm not saying it's good or bad but you alienate that part of the population that wants to learn english just to just to relax just as a hobby to just to learn something to make more friends to travel but not as a business right not to improve their toefl or toex score or whatever so what we did with one coin english was position this company as the antithesis of ecc nova giaba and all these other companies when potential teachers applied to our company and they saw the giaba recruitment website and our website it was day and night because when akai was sort of very restrictive we want this type of person you have to be a native speaker you have to wear a suit this and that and you have to be the person we want you to be one coin english was like nah we we embrace diversity as long as you speak the language like you know per- not perfectly but as long as you can speak it and you can teach it you're cool they embrace diversity you could have tattoos you could have you know dyed hair you could wear whatever you wanted and they with this type of branding they attracted a more general crowd to their schools and i think that's the brilliance of one coin english of the company that i helped with with branding and all this uh, stuff is that we created a contrarian rule in the world of akaiwa because again if you go back 10 15 years in the past and you see how akai was behaved very corporate and they treated teachers like numbers instead of like actual human beings as instead of individuals so as a person you have to wear a suit you have to behave like this you got to be like this you got to be like that in one coin english of course we have to be good teachers we have to keep the quality we have to do our best but that identity that we have as individuals would stay and would reflect upon the brand and that's why the school grew so much because no other school in Japan noticed that which is interesting because a lot of people think well I'm going to open an akaiwa right and my students come because they want to learn english that's it so they they see it as in, in a very like one dimensional plain like well this is the way that it is and i'm like a lot of students want to learn english because they want to experience that international experience at home maybe they cannot travel maybe they're busy but they want to see the world in japan and that's what we did with one coin english we provided a little slice of the world with people from many countries saudi arabia uh the united states belgium jamaica oh many countries all over the world and we put it in our schools and people benefited from that diversity it's like they were traveling without moving 
And this is the beauty of the brand that we created. But a Kai was 10-2 brand by formula. And because they don't notice this, they create content that's very tone deaf. You know? Like they want to be global, but at the same time, they're very Japanese and very corporate. And and, and, and there's, there's a weird contradiction going on. And people don't really fuck with that. They would rather be with a school that provides that global mentality. Why am I telling you this? Because OneCoin English knew the anti-filter. They knew we have to stand against the norm, against what people are doing and do it differently. And people adopted our principles and the company grew. And I think that's a perfect example of, you know, of crystallizing our contrarian rule. Before you make a brand, Think about your thesis, which is what you want to stand for, and your antithesis, one, what I want to stand against. For example, with Nightcrawlers, something that I did was I, I used to go to many events in Tokyo, many business events, and I used to watch many podcasts as well about business, traveling, personal development, whatever. And they had amazing guests. The information and content that they have were very good, but they they were so unrelatable to me in a human level. I think we've got to be relatable as possible. So I decided to create Nightcrawlers, which is, you know, we make like uh, events and content like that but but it's more real you know people can be themselves people can cuss people want to say whatever they want people can say their opinion people can interact with the guest speaker in real time and for me that's huge because it creates a dialogue that in Japan doesn't really exist and with insomnia is I want this to be as real and as explicit and as contrarian as possible. So the remember when you brand, try to have that contrarian rule always, like Apple did, like OneCoin English did. It's very, very, very important. Don't, well, if, if you want to do it, do it. <laughs> You're free to do whatever you want. Uh, This is just my advice. But usually we have great products. But because the branding and marketing suck, we undersell. And we don't connect with our audience. We can't relate to our audience. Even though we have the perfect product, our marketing sucks. Our strategy sucks. Our communication sucks. And then the company suffers. So yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. The contrarian rule. of It's important to have that villain in the story. 
because if you have like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you need to have Shredder, right? He's the catalyst of the story. You need to have villain. You need to have a, a, someone with a with a, a different opinion for you to create, a, a, you know, a synthesis. If everyone is saying the same thing, then it makes no sense. And you know, besides one coin English, all the Akaiwas that I've seen, there's some Akaiwas that, that are like niche Akaiwas, but the big ones, their marketing is the same. It's the same. Hire Japanese influencer. Check. Put them with a handsome teacher. Check. Put them with a female teacher. Check. Put them with an ethnic teacher. Check. Make the influencer have fun. Check. There you go. That's it. It's branding bad formula, but that don't work. Because how can you create a masterpiece by formula? The, you know, your art comes from your heart. So please remember that. Next time you want to brand, remember the contrarian rule. Very important. And that's it for today's guys. I, again, as always, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are listening and tuning in. Uh, very, very, very grateful for that. I'm doing my best to post you know as many episodes as possible because i feel like there's so many things i would like to talk about and there's a lot of value that i would love to bring into your life and into your business and into whatever it is you're doing and for me it's just you know it's it's it's, it's an honor to help you guys and your business and that's it for today thank you very much and i'll see you in our next episode